0: Welcome to the Psych Central Show, where each episode presents an in-depth look at issues from the field of psychology and mental health, with host Gabe Howard and co-host Vincent M. Wales.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Psych Central show. My name is Michelle Hammer, and I'll be your guest host for the one hundredth episode spectacular. Normally, I'm busy co-hosting a bipolar, a schizophrenic, and a podcast with Gabe, but I'm excited to be at the helm of an award-winning top ten iTunes podcast. If you want to hear me on my show, head over to psychcentral.com/bsp. Today's guests need no introduction because they are the normalish hosts, Gabe Howard and Vincent M. Wells. Welcome to the show. So I know I kind of said that you guys don't need an introduction, but I think you guys should introduce yourselves anyway. Who are Gabe and Vin?
2: You don't know? Yeah, we're the, we're the hosts of the Psych Central Show.
1: Well, introduce introduce yourself anyway.
2: My co-host is Vincent M. Wales, who is a speculative fiction author and my good friend. I've known him for a long time, and that's who he is.
3: That's who I am. Okay.
2: Yes, he's also from California. I'm not
3: from California. I live in California, but I'm from Pennsylvania, as you know.
1: As am I. Okay.
3: Well, my co-host is Gabe Howard, who is also from Pennsylvania, who is a, uh, a rather impressive advocate for the mentally ill. I guess that would include me. So, Gabe, step
2: it up. Speak for me, man. I'm trying. I'm try- As you know, I, I do most of the speaking. <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs> True enough.
1: All right. All right, guys. So I gotta know, how did this whole podcast thing happen? I mean, did you guys just wake up one day and be like, hey, let's make a podcast? Like, how did this whole Psych Central podcast happen? happened.
2: That story really begins with me. I got to represent psychcentral.com in real life at a mental health conference. And while I was there, somebody came over to me and asked if they could interview me about psychcentral.com and put it on, ironically, their podcast. And I wasn't sure that that was something that I had permission from Psych Central to do. So I said, here's the deal. I will record it, I'll answer your questions, et cetera, and then you could give me a copy of that. I will email it to Dr. John Grohall, the editor-in-chief of psychcentral.com, and he'll approve it. If he approves it, you can play it. If he doesn't approve it, then, you know, poof, this can't happen. Uh, all of that went well. I sent it over to John and, and he, he liked it and he approved it and let the gentleman use it. And I wrote back and I said, see, Psych Central needs a podcast. I, I was kidding. You know, i'm just I'm just kind of a smart Alec, especially in emails, especially late at night. And John wrote back and said that he thought it was a good idea and to write him mm-hmm. up a proposal for a mental health podcast. And that's what I did. I learned from a lot of people that finding guests was difficult. And I thought to myself, what happens if I can't find a guest? because, you know, like blogging, you ha- you need to have consistency. You need to have episodes come out every week at the same time. And I didn't want to not be able to do a show because I couldn't find a guest. I also realized this was a lot of hard work, so I wanted a co-host. And I looked for a co-host, but, but listen, co-hosts are hard to find. It was a podcast. Not a lot of people have heard of podcasts, it was unchartered territory. Nobody knew what to expect. And and frankly, it it didn't, it it paid almost nothing. I, I mean, there was, there was no, no money at all. So a lot of people said, no, a lot of people I was afraid would be unreliable. So eventually I whittled the list down until I got to my good friend Vin, and I'll let him pick up the story from here.
3: Yeah. So, uh, so Gabe says one day, Hey, let's do a podcast. And I said, did you fall and hit your head, or something? <laughs> he did have to talk me into it. I, I will admit that. Um, I was intrigued from the start, but as Gabe pointed out, it was going to be a lot of work. It was going to be for peanuts, and I wasn't really sure how good it was going to be, how easy it was going to be. But I thought, well, we'll give a we'll give it a shot, and the rest is kind of history. We uh, we stuck with it, and here we are at our one hundredth episode
1: yes well definitely congratulations on making it to 100 episodes thank you do you guys have a favorite episode that you've done so far
2: we have probably a a couple probably
3: yeah it's hard to pick just one what's your favorite episode I, i don't know that i can narrow it down to just one honestly um there are some that stand out in memory of course the the ones that we've done on narcissism were both fascinating and exceedingly popular
1: because Gabe is a narcissist? Gabe, hey, Gabe's, no. Gabe's not quite there yet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait, why'd you say yet? That's so mean. <laughs> well,
1: you
3: know. My contribution for now. What else, What else, Gabe? What other shows do you would you think were our favorites?
2: I clearly liked the, the Narcissist episode, but I also liked when we got to sort of interview like, you know, pseudo celebrities. I mean, we haven't had anybody like ultra cool. I, I keep reaching out to President Obama's people, but so far they haven't. <laughs> agreed to be on the show, which I'm assuming because he has no mental health issues. I I might have better luck, say, with a different administration. But Mm -hmm. I I I liked talking to Pete Early. I mean he was a, a an advocate that I looked up to. I liked talking to Jessie Close. I mean, she's just done really cool things. And of course, I, I grew up in the 80s. So her sister, Glenn Close, was also, mm-hmm. you know, just, I, I was kind of a fanboy. I mean, it was kind of really, Wait, really cool.
1: From 101 Dalmatians, right? I completely
2: remember her from 101 <laughs> Dalmatians and not Fatal Attraction, not in any way Fatal <laughs> Attraction. <laughs> Let me start that over. <laughs> There's other cool people that we got to interview on the show, too. They they might not be Jesse Closes or Pete Early, but, you know, Electro Boy wrote the book in the 90s uh, or early 2000s. I mean, we got to meet Julie Fast, who's written so many books on living with bipolar disorder. So And, and I live with bipolar disorder, so that was really cool. Th- th- these were just neat moments. Yeah.
1: Yeah, actually, I read Andy Berman's book, I think, in college, as Electro Boy. I remember reading that book.
3: One of the neat things about the guests that we're able to get. A lot of them Gabe has contacts with through his activism and, and advocacy. And I have contacts through my day job, which is boring. <laughs> it's also in the mental health field. And uh, so several of our guests have been people that I've already known. That's awesome. And I think that's I mean, pretty cool.
1: Did you guys ever have any really controversial shows? You think maybe people got a little mad at you sometimes, <laughs> perhaps?
2: Hmm. Well, the the... The first thing that I want to say before we answer that question is it it's it's funny, it's funny what people get mad. That's at. for sure. I, I'll just leave it at that. We there were shows that we did that we thought to ourselves, oh, this is going to be a problem, and nothing, nothing, not even a whisper. And then there were other shows that were just like, eh, whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, our email boxes light up and, and comments pop up i i don't know what the most controversial show we did was but then which which one do you think was the most controversial
3: oh boy it, it's hard to compare them i'd have to you know put them all side by side Nah,
2: we're not doing science here like in your gut what was the one that just well, really the, broke the, the one internet that
3: that's jumps out in my head the most is the one on person first language
2: yeah yeah Yeah, we we, we got some hate over that. And as Michelle knows from hosting a bipolar, Uh, schizophrenic, in a podcast, mm -hmm. we're still fighting that battle today.
1: I fight that battle with my business, just every day being schizophrenic, NYC. No, it should be a
2: woman in New York living with (laughs) schizophrenia.com, I guess. Uh, But yeah, that one, we really didn't expect... I guess we knew there would be some pushback, so that wasn't really surprising, but... It's really endured. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, here it is, almost two years later, and we still get comments on that episode. Yeah, that was a that was uh, like well, our third
3: a, episode. That's how long. Yeah. That.
2: Yeah,
1: people get really mad, and you get emails about it. Still, still
2: to this day, whenever it pops up on the on the social media cycle, you know, because a lot of our content is evergreen, so we we tend to promote it, you know, every few months. So, yeah, still to this day, I always know when it gets put like on Facebook or Twitter or shared on social media because we'll get a couple of comments or a couple of tags or emails. Uh, It's probably the only one that is still generating controversy, almost two years after it aired. One of the ones that was surprising for me is, we did an episode comparing, uh, I live with bipolar disorder, Vin lives with, what do you live with Vin? Don't
3: say cats. (laughs) Persistent depressive disorder.
2: formerly known as dysthymia. And the the point of the episode was not to actually compare bipolar disorder versus anything. It, It wasn't really to compare us, it was to point out why that is mm-hmm. foolish but a lot of people didn't listen to the episode they saw the title mm-hmm. what's worse bipolar disorder or persistent depressive disorder and that was it that based on the title alone people got angry and said that it was a huge turn off to compare mental illness which yeah that was we our <laughs> we yeah, we made that point six times during the episode. We, we used words like, the suffering Olympics helps no one. Uh, so we, we did not expect any controversy for that one because we thought that our point was solid. But then we forgot it was the internet. Yeah, we forgot it was the internet.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. Once it's on the internet, you really never know.
2: Yeah, you really never know. And then just recently, we... And th- this one sort of makes me a little bit sad, if, if I can speak... A little bit freely. We, we interviewed a gentleman whose
3: mm-hmm.
2: brother um, unfortunately murdered his family while suffering from severe mental illness. And people didn't like this. They wanted us not to give him a platform. They wanted us not to allow him to tell his story. They said that we were promoting stereotypes and that we were hurting people with mental illness by covering all facets of it it's not that I don't understand. I, I We do understand where they're coming from, but we can't arbitrarily decide that we don't want to give stories a platform and then say that we're being reasonable and covering everything. Right, and
3: the other thing too is that our whole point with that show is that this was a guy who was untreated and that once he did get treatment, he was like, back to normal so to speak whatever that is but completely different what is normal we're not foolish enough to deny that mentally ill people especially the untreated can be violent we know that's true of course they can because everybody can be violent in certain circumstances so pushing it under the rug and pretending it doesn't exist is just just foolish
2: it really is but it, it really did upset people and it was hard to explain to them that we're trying to be balanced, we're we're trying to uncover all of these different things and not just, you, you know, like Vin said, we forgot it was the internet. Uh, yeah. Sometimes the truth just isn't enough to, to carry the day.
1: Well, I mean, how do you guys go about like choosing your guests though? Like, how why? Like, how do you go about doing well,
2: that? Well, we get a
3: lot of submissions.
2: Have
1: you ever have you ever re- rejected anyone?
2: Yes, yes,
3: there have been some that. Oh. Uh, <laughs>
2: Some, Vin, we, we reject, let's be fair, we, we probably reject 75% of the guests that pitch. I never kept, never kept training. Why? I mean, yeah, but, but we, we reject a high number of people because they're not good for the show. Um, they, they're promoting a book and they're more interested in promoting the book than they are in educating. It, it's not that people who promote books aren't welcome on the show. They mm-hmm. are, but we want to make sure that they're going to teach our guests something. If you wrote a book on dealing with panic disorder and you want to do an episode on, you know, how to help anxiety in the workplace. Yeah. We'll let you mention your book at the end. we we understand that we're, we're promoters as mm-hmm. well. But if all you want to do is just keep saying your book title over and over again and not give our guests a takeaway. And now that's not something that
3: we can really know when they when we get the pitch, but sometimes the the book or or topic that they have is is so tenuously attached to what we do that it's just like, yeah, no. Sorry. And and sometimes Yeah no, sorry, I
1: like that. Yeah no, sorry, you've been rejected rejection.
2: And and listen, sometimes as you know Michelle, when you pitched to be on the show. <laughs> so you, you, we will not make fun of your pitch for the purposes of 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 what we're talking about sincerely. Do I know this but, story? Oh yeah.
1: Apparently I wrote a horrible pitch to Gabe. He said it was like one of the worst pitches ever that he's ever really? gotten.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. Listen, it, it it was it was terrible. But moving <laughs> that aside, you had another problem. Even if you would have had a great pitch, we had Tanara Simpson, a woman who lives with schizophrenia on the show. We had Rachel Starr, a woman who lives with schizophrenia on the show. And then when I met you Michelle Hammer and I absolutely think you're fantastic. As history has proven, what were we gonna do? Have another episode with a woman who lives with schizophrenia? That's we we had to. We were looking for a male's perspective mm-hmm. at this point. So even if your pitch would have been fantastic, Michelle, um, it it just wasn't the right time. Mm-hmm.
1: So no matter what I did, I was not getting on the Psych Central show, was I?
2: Actually, I'd like to point out you're on the Psych Central show right now.
1: I made it somehow. I still made it on the Psych Central even as a show, guest. even though I I wrote the worst pitch ever, and now I'm hosting. See, see what things can change. You can write a really bad pitch and then host the show.
2: <laughs> you
0: succeeded by failing.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.com.
1: Let's get back to the recording <laughs> of this show. I'm really interested to know what are some of the most surprising things you've learned during this process.
2: It, it's got to be postpartum depression.
1: Oh, do you have that, Gabe? When you
2: had a baby? I, I've never had a baby. That, that's you. Di- you've never given birth. N- no, no. And and <laughs> and actually, that's an interesting thing that you that you say you've never given birth. Vin and I learned by doing that show that men can have postpartum depression as well. We were unaware of this. We thought it was solely something that happened to women.
1: I thought so too. I now I feel dumb.
3: I had postpartum depression after I gave birth. Then you, oh, you, okay. didn't, you didn't have a baby. Uh, well, sort of. When I was publishing my first book, I um, I had sent it off to the publisher. And over the next few days, I came to realize that I was really bitchy. I was... Treating my coworkers poorly, I was snapping at everything people said, and when someone finally pointed this out to me, I'm like, "Oh wow, it's because my baby just left. You know, I'm, I, it's not here with me anymore." Because this was a book I'd been working on for a long time and was tinkering with it every freaking day practically, and now I couldn't do that anymore, and and it was it was a little bit depressing. That's the that's the closest I could give. So.
2: Well, that, that is the closest we could give, but, but our guest pointed out that it really does have more to do with our mental state. And I, I can only speak for myself, and I think Vin will back me up. I thought that they were going to explain that this was all hormonal. I, I really did. I, I thought that this was only something that impacted women. It wasn't something that impacted men. And we were completely wrong. And also, we were just, we researched this as much as we could, but the reality was, is we were to middle-class men who didn't even have children. So we learned an incredible amount from our guests. It was genuinely surprising because I just assumed that our research would make us sound not like idiots. But yeah, even all the reading, all of the research, all of the effort that we put into that episode, and if you go back and listen to it, yeah, Vin and I sound like morons. Um, But in a good way, because at least-
1: That's not the only time.
2: (laughs) Um, but but for me, that was the most surprising thing, and, and and a close second to that was when somebody pointed out that Vin and I were choosing topics based on our experience as middle class white dudes born in Pennsylvania that didn't have kids, and we started to look at things differently, and it really broadened our topic base to to realize that we were looking at mental health through our lenses. And frankly, when the show started, that's all we had. We didn't mm-hmm. we didn't have an audience to ask. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't necessarily say that that was surprising, but there was, for me at least, it was humbling to realize that, hey, how I experience mental illness, mental health, psychology is very different than the way members of our audience were. And that was kind of neat.
1: I see. But what are some cool stuff that has happened as a result of doing the show, though?
3: Cool stuff. Well, we learn a lot and, and that's fundamentally cool just by itself um we're, we're we're learning things as gabe pointed out that we just had no clue about and and i think that's awesome
2: but that's not the coolest thing that probably not what's us. the coolest one then oh vin come on we got to do the psych central show live that
3: was admittedly cool yes
2: yes of everything that's happened because of the show that was my favorite for a number of reasons but honestly i just i felt like a rock star I mean, our our music played, we walked on stage, we had these four guests, we looked out, there was an audience of 150 people, and it was at Healthy Voices, so they're not even just a random 150 people. These are people that- I was there. Yeah, Michelle was there. These are people who we look up to, and the guests were phenomenal guests. Mm -hmm. We had four great guests live. Vin and I got to sit next to each other and record. We got to do it in front of 150 people whom we admire and respect, and- it was a great conversation, and then when it was all over, we have this picture where uh, I'm not trying to throw Vin under the bus here, but he he almost never gets excited about anything. It's part of having persistent depressive disorder, um, so I, I don't I'm not saying that to be mean, but it it was a genuinely happy moment, and it, there there's you know Vince, my friend first. He is my co-host and I guess business partner, but he's my friend, and it was fun. Hello. It was fun looking over and knowing that we did. Something like that together, especially considering where the show started, which was how the hell do you run a podcast? I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's do it anyway.
3: <laughs> I also like too that, you know, we are our shows are typically 20 to 30 minutes and we recorded like an hour, I think, at that at that event. And Gabe was like, well, you know, we'll, we'll cut it down to half an hour in post production and, and air it on on the show. But when I when we listened back to it, we said. There's nothing really to cut here. So we had our, our first two-part episode.
2: Awesome. Yeah, it was really cool to realize how, you know, panels have fluff. And that, that's not to be mean. The stuff that plays to a live audience and the stuff that plays on a podcast is, is often different. It, it, it just is. Uh, so it was surprising at how it was both great live and it was also great on the recording. I mean, we we cut out some stuff. I mean, i'm I'm not saying that we didn't cut anything, but we expected to cut half and we cut maybe ten percent. So that was ultra cool. It was just it was really, really neat. Another cool thing that happened is I got recognized once. Uh, now, not uh, somebody suggested the Psych Central show. In a meeting. They were like, Hey, you really need to tune into the Psych Central show. It's this really cool podcast that's taught us a lot. And I was like, Oh, thank you. I'm the host. And they're like, What? And I'm like, I'm, I'm Gabe Howard with me as always as Vincent M. Wales. And the lady's like, Oh my God, it's you <laughs> And and you know, look, I, I'm not stupid. I recognize that I am not an A list celebrity, but I I did kind of
1: What are you like? D oh, list not list F list G list? No,
2: I'm like I'm like
1: list. Z list. No, I'm
2: like I'm like I'm like bat symbol list. I'm not You're not
1: even on the alphabet. I'm not
2: the alphabet or a number. You have to use all the alphabet, all the numbers, and then you get to like like cave symbols. <laughs> like that's that's where I am.
1: That's the list you're on. Yeah. The cave symbol list. The Rosetta Stone actually has you on the list. Are there any unmet expectations of this show?
2: Listen, we're we're always chasing numbers. I I don't know if I would call it unmet as much as I would say I think we still have a ways to go. I don't think we've peaked. I think the show can reach more people. I think the show can be more popular. I think that people need to learn about mental illness, mental health and psychology and not be bored and not be talked down to and have language that they understand. And that's the show. And I think there's still more people that need to hear this show. So the next goal is, you know, 20,000 people. I, you know, we routinely reach 10, 15, let, let's hit 20, 25, 30. I don't understand why we're not on NBC, frankly, primetime. So these are, I, I don't know if I'd call them unmet, but...
3: Yeah, well, let's, let's harken back to Michelle's first question, which, you know, was how did this show come to be? When Gabe was trying to convince me to be on the show, he said, look, if we get popular then your name is going to become more well-known and you're going to start selling more books. Michelle, I haven't been selling more books. So (laughs) that is an unmet expectation.
2: My bad. Mm -hmm. My bad. Yeah, you're
1: bad. You're bad, Gabe. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, this is the number one question. Who is your favorite guest you've ever had on the Psych Central Show? Dr.
2: Dr. John John Grohold. Grohold.
1: Oh, you suck ups.
2: <laughs> he is a good guest. I mean, he's
1: knowledgeable. <laughs> I mean, he's a my boss also, so I think he's great.
2: That's a good point. Why didn't you say it with us?
1: I you know <laughs> what? Maybe I missed that
2: episode. Really? You don't listen to the show that 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 is that you are now hosting? You haven't heard them all?
1: Every single all I mean, all 100? Oh,
2: yes, have you heard all 100?
1: Absolutely, yeah.
2: Yeah, I know you're lying because we still have two more that have to be released in order for the 100th episode to come out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who has been your favorite host of the Psych Central show? Vin. No, me.
2: No, Vin. No, Vin. No, me. Vin. Vin.
1: Who is your favorite co-host of any podcast you've ever hosted? Vin. Hey! (laughs) Hey!
2: I mean, you're second. Shut up. Second is nothing to be upset about.
1: Second is the first loser.
2: Oh, well, then never mind. There is something to be upset about. You should be upset about that.
3: (laughs) We're going to do a show on pessimism, aren't we? Michelle will be our guest.
2: (laughs) Not now she won't be. We've insulted her.
1: (laughs) My pitch wasn't good enough. (laughs) So talk to me about the Gabe and Vin episodes. What were those like?
3: those were usually pretty fun Uh, we were doing that when we first started the show we we said well let's not have a guest every single episode because that just seemed a bit much for us since as Gabe said before we weren't sure how easily we were gonna be able to get them so every other episode at least we were doing just a show with the two of us we pick a topic and and talk about it and sometimes we well we almost always agreed truthfully but we tried to look at both sides of things and it was I liked them. I, I really enjoyed doing those. it was it was just like you know, sitting with a friend in the living room and chatting.
2: Unfortunately or fortunately, depending on which side of the aisle you're on, I guess, uh, that's really why a bipolar schizophrenic in a podcast had to be born when we decided to go to all all guests because we had so many incredible guests and experts and and it turns out that we had no reason to fear, that we'd be able to find guests. This was just not a problem that our show had, but you know, it did leave a void. I I completely agree with Vin. I too was bummed that I lost this forum. I lost the ability to offer my opinion. I lost the ability to talk more because when you have a guest on, it's about the guest. You ask questions, you guide the conversation, you facilitate. It's not about, it's not about Gabe and Vin anymore. It's about, it's about our guest. And, uh, so then you went and made another
3: show without me. I did. Yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. I made
2: it with who who's my co-host
3: over
1: there? I can't some I can't chick. remember her name. Some, wh- wh- totally. some biddy. Some some biddy. Some biddy, who who knows? Maybe she's hosting this one oh, hundredth right. episode.
2: The lady that I do the show with is very unreliable and would not be caught dead hosting a top ten iTunes <laughs> podcast. She's she's very unprofessional and
1: she writes really good emails.
2: <laughs> very short. <laughs> I, I, I miss them too, and I'm I'm glad that a bipolar, schizophrenic, and a podcast could rise up in its place, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I miss Vin from time to time. So, do the Made Nasty
1: Trolls ever impact your mental health?
2: I mean, they don't not. There, there have been times where I've felt like, you've got to be kidding me. You're kicking me when I'm down. I, I will be the first to admit that I'm not the most thick-skinned person, but... That is one of the nice things about having a co-host because I always kind of feel like they're attacking both of us. And I know know that sounds bad, but it's not because it means I can say to Vin, like, what do you think? And Vin is generally the more rational of the two of us. And he's like, look, they have a right to their opinion. Just ignore it. Um, Or sometimes when it upsets me, Vin agrees to be the person to answer the query or reply to the comments. Um, And sometimes it's me. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we turn it into a learning experience. I'm not going to say that it never impacts me because that would just be a lie. Um, but I've been doing this for a long, long time. So you get used to it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
3: I don't really have anything to add to that. I mean, Gabe is the one who sees all the feedback before I do. Because truthfully, I, I'm hardly ever on Facebook anymore. And I don't really look at much else unless it comes in via email. So, but yeah, I, I too, from my past history, I've I've been on the uh, the the hit list for trolls and, and other people in, in many senses. So I'm, I'm kind of used to that, too.
1: Well, I mean, haters are always got to hate. You just got to shrug it off, right?
2: Yeah. It is nice to be popular enough that people want to attack us. I, I mean, when I first got started, like nobody ever said a word because nobody was reading or <laughs> nobody was paying attention to me. So it's it it is nice to have fans, but it's also nice to have some of this controversy because it does mean people are paying attention. For better, for worse. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, Gib and Vin, anything else you'd like to
0: add?
3: Well, I'd like to thank all of our listeners because without them, we wouldn't still be here. And all of the guests that we've had, some of them have just been over the top fantastic. And it's just been a real experience.
2: Vin, you're absolutely right. With, without the people who support the show, we just really wouldn't be here. It, it, it this, this is a massive undertaking. It was much bigger than we ever thought. And the only reason that we're able to continue doing this is because of the support that we get from our listener base. So mm-hmm. sincerely, thank you. And also thank you share much. us on social media so we can find more. <laughs> and buy my books. And buy, and buy Vin's books. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you, Gabe and Vin, for being on the show. I'm Michelle Hammer from A Bipolar, Schizophrenic, and a podcast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Remember, you can get one week of free, convenient, affordable, and private online counseling anytime, anywhere by visiting betterhelp.com slash psychcentral. Keep in, Vin. We'll see you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to the Psych Central Show. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you found this podcast. We encourage you to share our show on social media and with friends and family. Previous episodes can be found at psychcentral.com slash show. Psychcentral.com is the internet's oldest and largest independent mental health website. Central is overseen by Dr. John Growhall, a mental health expert and one of the pioneering leaders in online mental health. Our host, Gabe Howard, is an award-winning writer and speaker who travels nationally. You can find more information on Gabe at GabeHoward.com. Our co-host, Vincent M. Wales, is a trained suicide prevention crisis counselor and author of several award-winning speculative fiction novels. You can learn more about Vincent at VincentMWales.com. If you have feedback about the show, please email talkback at psychcentral.com.